Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm Marla Martinson, a crystal-loving, tarot-slinging, matchmaker, author, and energy healer. I'm here to inspire you to heal the past, live in the moment, and put some magic and fun in finding your soulmate. This is a place where we talk about all things love, light, how to make your dreams come true, and awaken to your authentic self by consciously creating your reality. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. Welcome to 2020. It's the first Monday of the new year, and I am so excited. I just feel like there's some new, fresh energy. It's a powerful year. It's a number four year in numerology, balance. And um, we've got to balance things out, right? We're going to balance out. We're going to balance out the mystical and the magical and the practical. And I love all things magical, mystical, adding that magic into your life, that fun. Um, things can get pretty heavy sometimes, right, with things going on in the world, and we want to always add that fun and magic. And I have a really magical guest for you today. I'm very excited. Um, and I wanted to start off like I usually do just reading a little inspiration from Louise Hay from Heart Thoughts, a Treasury of Inner Wisdom. All right, so let's take a deep breath here and tune in to Louise's wisdom. I follow my inner wisdom. Come from that wonderful, caring spot of your heart. Stay centered and love who you are. Know that you are a divine, magnificent expression of life. No matter what is going on out there, you are centered. You have a right to your feelings. You have a right to your opinions. You just are. Work on loving yourself. Work on opening your heart. Sometimes it is scary to do that because the answers you get inside may be quite different from what your friends want you to do. Yet you know inwardly what is right for you. And if you follow this inner wisdom, you are at peace with your own being. Support yourself in making the right choices for yourself. When you are in doubt, ask yourself, am I coming from the loving space of my heart? Is this a decision that is nurturing for me? Is this right for me now? The decision you make at some later point, a day, a week, or a month later, may no longer be the right choice, and then you can change it. Ask in every moment, is this right for me? And say, I love myself, and I am making the right choices. Work on doing what is right for you and getting in touch with your own inner voice. Your inner wisdom knows the right answers for you. Yes, that's what we're going to be talking about today with my guest, Shaheen Miro, who is a psychic reader and intuitive coach and energy alchemist. He's also the author of the Lunar Nomad Oracle Deck. There are 43 cards to unlock your creativity and awaken your intuition. And we've got some of those uh, cards today. And we've, uh, he's also the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times with Teresa Reed, which is a fantastic book, great book to get for the new year. But we've got these cards today we're going to be working with and talking about intuition, and we'll even take some calls. So I am going to bring Shaheen on. Hello, Shaheen. Hi, how are you? It's so good to be on here. Yay! You guys, I had Shaheen on my YouTube show a couple of times. A couple of times, I think. But um, I'm so yeah. happy to have him on. Have you on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast? <laughs> I'm so, so excited to be here. Yes. So, for people who don't know uh, who Shaheen is, give us the mini version of how you became uh, Shaheen Miro, the author and psychic intuitive, and how you. Because I think you have the coolest job on the planet. So. So how did you get to this place? <laughs> well, it has been a lifelong journey. I often say that I was initiated into the mystical from a very early age. Um, you know, I started when I was very, very little learning the tarot. I was about five or six. And um, my mother taught me how to read cards because I had these very extreme psychic experiences. And so reading tarot, using my psychic abilities, and working with people in that way 
um, became really second nature for me. And from there, it just kind of became my job or my life path. And um, it just continues to grow and evolve. And I love it. And and now were you one of, did you bring your cards to school or did you read for any kids at that point or anything like that? What did they think? Oh my gosh, I did. So, and actually funny enough, um, when I was in middle school, well, elementary school, middle school um, is when it really started. I would bring my cards and um, I would read cards at the lunch table. I would read cards during class parties. Um, and I actually had a, prof- or not a professor, a teacher, she was my English teacher, who really encouraged me to do it. And um, she became a big advocate for me. And what happened was people started to um, actually ask me, teachers and other faculty at the school would say, hey, can you, can you come during lunch to the office and do readings? Or can you stay after school? And, you know, a couple of us would like to, to have you do a session for me. And um, it turned into really this thing that was very well received. And actually, I'm going to be in um, New Orleans uh, this weekend um, doing an event um, with somebody from my childhood, one of my teachers. Her and some other family members are having me come there to do some sessions and do some other group work. And so, yeah, I, I very much had a positive reception even in school. I'm from a very, very tiny that, little town in the middle of nowhere. I know, from the Midwest, right? It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Yep. That they, yep. And I think, I think that um, the, the uh, stigma is, is, is lifting about cards and things because I know some people would be afraid of them. And I know even uh, when I was getting married to my husband back in like 2002 or three, somebody gifted me a card reading from somebody and I was going to go get my cards read and he flipped out. He was yelling and telling me that's evil and what are you doing? Because he grew up in Catholic uh, Mexico, you know, and he was told that cards are bad and what do you know? One of the most and mystical so I, places. I know. And, and uh, so, so, but also very Catholic and he's, you know, 60 years old now. So right. that was a lot, you know, when he was growing up, you didn't do that kind of thing. And, and it's so interesting because later now, since I've been learning the cards and reading the cards, he, I showed him, I said, look at the beautiful artwork and look at this. This means this. Guess what? Now he asked me to teach him how to read the tarot. And every time we go to breakfast, he says, don't forget your cards and give me a lesson and give me a reading. So it's so interesting Aww. how once people, yeah, once people see that it's not evil, it's, it's a way to tap into our intuition through these images um, that that uh, people really start getting into it. And have you had any? Have, or do you think you're seeing that that it's, it's so popular now? All these decks are coming out, like decks after decks. People are yeah. producing. You know, I I have found over the years, and uh, you know, and I've been reading for people for a very very long time. I found that people are much more open and comfortable. With the uh, with the terminology and um, the methods of divination, but you know one of the things that I have found, and especially as I teach people how to work with uh, divination and specifically work with oracle cards, is that it's an intrinsic thing. You know, we as human beings innately long to understand the divine. We long to have these uh, conversations. And uh, with with the universe or with our inner wisdom. And so I think that, you know, since the beginning of time, we have been looking for ways to have those conversations and ways to dialogue. And unfortunately, you know, time and space, religion, politics, society has maligned that. And I think now we're getting to a place where as a society, we're starting to uphold these ideas of uh, personal wellness and uh, discovery, reflection. And so I think that people are starting to become more comfortable with it. And, you know, it's funny because I don't necessarily know if people are becoming more comfortable with it internally or if it's just more acceptable to talk about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I feel like I remember when I was younger, you know, especially – um, in the very beginning, when I started taking 
you know, actual paying clients. I would have people who would call and book sessions with me. And sometimes they would call and they would use a, you know, a fake name and then they'd get there, you know, to, to my office where I would read for them in person. They'd say, you know, I'm so-and-so, but I didn't want to give my name because I didn't know if somebody else would find out. And I feel yeah. like people don't do that as much anymore, you know, and I was just right. listening to um, Super Soul, you know, I listened to Oprah's Super Soul mm-hmm. podcast and she yeah. had uh, Caroline Mace on there and she mm-hmm. said, she was talking about how she had Caroline Mace on her show back in the nineties when Anatomy of the Spirit came out. And she said, you know, people were kind of looking at, you know, her and Caroline um, and like, what, you know, what, what are they talking about? And finally she said, I stopped and I said to everybody in the audience, What's the problem? What's going on? And she said, and one lady was bold enough to stand up and say, we don't know what you're talking about, Oprah. What are you talking about? What is this? What, yeah. kind, what are you talking about? Yeah. Spirit? Is it Jesus? Is it God? Then she said, you know, body, mind, spirit, body, mind, spirit connection. And, uh, and they were like, we don't know what that is. And then Oprah said, you know, fast forward to now, 2019, and everybody knows what body, mind, spirit is. And yeah. uh, so there is this evolution, and I think it comes from our sense of feeling more open and having language that we can talk, you know, talk about these things with. And one of the ways that I see this happening all the time in just more of a broader mainstream sense is that you hear everybody under the sun now talking about the universe. Even people who come from a, a more uh, mainstream religious background, they talk about the universe. Right. And I think that's such an indicator of where we are moving and the the shift in consciousness that we're having. Absolutely, and I it's it's kind of um, fun because I do occasionally I'll I'll do uh, parties as a card reader. So I'll do a like a sweet sixteen party or a birthday party or a corporate, and I'll go with my cards and stuff. And it's so amazing. I mean, every single person there has to have a reading. They all come up for a reading. And I ask each person, I say, have you ever had a reading before? And usually it's about 98% of people have never had a reading before, but they were so excited to try it. And they loved it. So um, even like old, there was one man who was like 80 years old. He, he had just lost his wife to cancer. And he says, I want a reading. I'm like, have you ever had one before? He's like, no, but I'm excited. And, and he loved it. And it's just Oh, it's so heartwarming because I don't know. It's just I love it. <laughs> it is. So, it's, it is. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. And and you, Shaheen. So your deck. Tell tell us uh, about the deck. I um, I've got it right here, and we're gonna uh, pick up a caller in a minute and just see how this works. But um, so it's called the Lunar Nomad Oracle, and just tell us a little bit about this deck. Yeah, so the Lunar Nomad Oracle is, uh, to clarify for a lot of people, it's not a tarot deck, even though tarot is um, one of my areas of expertise, I guess you could say. Um, but it's, it's more of an oracle deck, and it's based on a system called uh, Lenormand. And um, the, the reason why I created the deck was really because I wanted people to have a way to work with their intuition or what I call the lunar self. And um, the way that I express this in the guidebook is that it's a very intrinsic part of us. You know, we are all intuitive. We all have a psychic uh, lunar self. And it's, it's part of how we move through the world, how we navigate. But most of us have been divorced from that. And mm-hmm. I created this deck in a way that people could come to it regardless of what their background is, what their, um, what their level of knowledge is around oracles or divination. I created this deck so people could come to it and instantly discover how to have a dialogue with their inner wisdom. And, you know, the more you work with it, the more you work with any divination system, the deeper your understanding will go. And, you know, one of the truths I think about divination and oracles is that they're not static things. They're constantly evolving because they are a bridge to our inner world and we are constantly evolving. So that was really what I wanted to express to people with this deck. And the other thing that I brought into it was um, my, my background as a creative person. I have a background in uh, art and design. And one of the things I love, I love about that world and I love about studying in in design is that it really is an intuitive practice because 
you go into this place where you're pulling ideas and information, not out of nowhere, but you're pulling them out of the abstract and you're finding a way to um, connect all the parts and pieces together. So, you know, when I would have a project in design school, it was much like having a question and a reading. I would sit Mm -hmm. with it and I would let (laughs) things come from that inner place. And so that's why there are 43 cards to unlock your creativity and awaken your intuition. Because I think it's all part of that same facet of our being. Yes, and the images are absolutely gorgeous. Whenever I use these um, to read for somebody or at a, at a party, they're always like, oh, my God, what a beautiful deck. So you guys, can, and, you, and you don't have to be an expert on reading cards or anything. Just you guys, you can get this deck and just start exploring. And the guidebook is so fun to read. It's just beautifully written. So I'm, what we're going to do is I'm going to bring somebody on. And I've got the deck since Shaheen's traveling. He doesn't have a deck with him. But I'm going to pick, I'll pick three cards. And then Shaheen will, will ask, you can ask the question. And then he'll give his interpretation. This is going to be so fun. All right. So... Hello, I'm bringing somebody on here. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, my um, name is Keisha from Arizona. <laughs> Keisha from Arizona? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi. Now, what, do you want to tu- <laughs> hey. what do you want to tune into with uh, Shahi? What, what, what do you want him to tune into for you? I'll pull some cards, Keisha. Well, I want um, to know if you see me getting a job. I would like to let you know I was one of those people who probably called you and um, did not want to give their name back in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so, okay, so all right. So you want to know Perfect. if you so want we... to get a job? Let, let's uh, let's yes. clarify it. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, let's pull, right. let's pull three cards okay. and look at that. I'm pulling three cards. Shaheen, I have the tree, the letter, and the mice. Oh, okay. So these are three really beautiful cards to come up in regards to your question. My first thing that Mm -hmm. I would say is with the tree, um, a few things come to me. One is if you're working in a field or if you're interested in working in a field that relates to health or wellness or um, even connecting people like uh, social work or things that connect to communities, Um, Those are things that you're really going to thrive in because the tree talks about creating um, a foundation. It talks about connecting community, and it really talks about health and well-being on all levels, Mm -hmm. so mind, body, spirit. So that's the first thing that I would say. That would be an area to look at or a place to consider. And if you're already Mm -hmm. in that field or you're already looking at jobs in that direction, then it's just confirmation for you. The other thing that I feel is really important with the tree showing up is making sure you have a strong foundation with the work that you're wanting to do. My sense is that there's a little bit of um, maybe a brushing up on a skill set um, or maybe um, even brushing up on uh, your, your resume, your cover letter, how you're presenting yourself. It doesn't mean that you're, you're not doing the right things. It just means that the tighter you can make that and the more cohesive you can make that, the more traction oh, I had to you're go going back to, to get right away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, is that something you're, are you still, did you say you have to go back or you did go back? Yeah, I have to go back. But um, in the meantime, that's what I really, that's my true, true God, you know, um, job. That's where my heart is at. But in the meantime, mm. I need a job. <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So that makes sense. Going to those other two cards yeah, actually makes, makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. when we look at the letter, and I want to just jump ahead to the mice, the mice card often will come up when we have um, – Fear, insecurity, anxiety, or when we have things that we have to yeah. uh, we have to deal with in order to get to mm-hmm. where we ultimately want to go. And so yep. you saying, you know, I got I got to find work before I can really do the thing I want to do. That makes sense. And what the mice are saying in that regard is, stay focused on that ultimate goal that you have, your your true intention of going to school and pursuing your your big picture career. And know that your mm-hmm. job that you're looking for now is not, um, it's not a detour, but it's a step in that direction. And so I think right. reframing it in that way is going to be really, really helpful for you to align with those energies. Now, I'm going to go back to the middle card, which is the letter, because that's really going to get to the heart of your question, am I going to get a job? Mm-hmm. Um, 
yes, I think you're going to get a job. The letter will co- the letter comes up when we are um, receiving confirmation or we're receiving notification about something. And so what I would say is um, if you are already applying to things, you're going to hear back uh, fairly soon about something. And I, I, what I keep feeling is that um, February or March will be significant. So you might start this process in this month, but it might be something where there are multiple interviews or there are multiple levels of going into this new position because I ultimately see you uh, starting something in what feels to me more like the beginning of March or that's when you're going to feel settled into it. And mm-hmm. so um, keep applying, keep sending your resume, your cover letters. And the other thing that I would say is there's someone, whether it's a company or a, a contact at a company that you're already in contact with, that you've already had some communication with that I would mm-hmm. um, follow up with that person. And uh, you think I should stay be there? Cause I'm questions. like thinking, yeah, I was thinking they're not the right fit, but you, okay. Well, all right. Uh, well, here's what I would say. I remember what I said before about um, you You want to make sure that the work that you're doing feels like, yeah, it's a stepping stone. And so I think there's the reason why that felt like such an important piece is I feel there's a part of you that maybe gets a little bit um, discouraged at times. Like, oh, well, this doesn't mm-hmm. feel right in this moment. Yeah, or this doesn't, you know, when you're in the monotony of it, the day-to-day stuff, you're like, well, this isn't where I want to be. And it's not where you're going to be forever. It's it's a stepping stone on the way. And so right. I think that the the thing you identified, um, that feeling that you're having, is this the right place or the wrong place? I think that's where it's coming from. Um, mm-hmm. So I would follow up and, and continue to see if there's if there's more opportunity there for the interim. Okay. All right, I got you. I know what you're saying. Right. Thank you so much. God bless you. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Thanks, oh, God bless you. Take care. You too. So, so, um, so for everybody who's wondering about these cards, the Lenormand system is – tell a little bit about that. It's from a woman in France who developed this. It's, um, this yeah. So the Lenormand system um, is from – there was a woman in France in the uh, 1600s, 1700s, sometime in there. Um, forgive me, people who are more historical. Um, and she was a famous reader, and she read for royal royalty. She read for Napoleon uh, and Josephine, and she um, used cards. Now, history is not specifically clear as to whether or not she used this exact deck or if she used something similar, but her name was attributed to it. And um, mm-hmm. the Lenormand system really came from um, a much simpler idea than the tarot in that it's based on emblems and symbols and much like tea leaf reading. And so each card, there are 36 cards in a traditional deck and each card is a symbol. So there's the tree, there's the letter, there's the mice, there's the boat. And they have very specific meanings um, that are, read really in combination so each card read together starts to create a narrative and it's very similar to tarot in a lot of ways but tarot has so many different aspects that you can look at it you can look at elemental dignities in tarot you can look at numbers you can look at suits you know there's so many different ways to go about Mm -hmm. it whereas with Lenormand it's um, it's a little bit more approachable and that's why I chose to use it as the basis for my oracle deck and I call my deck an oracle deck because it's not a traditional Lenormand deck. I added extra cards to it that I felt fleshed out the um, the way that it was used and the information you could get from it. And I also um, approached the illustrations a little bit differently and how to read it. So it's really Lenormand is the backbone for it, but it's not um, it's not the only way to use it. Right. You can just lay down three cards and tell a story, or I use the nine-card spread that you suggest in your book, and then I mm-hmm. just get whatever the intuition comes up with it. So, you guys, you can get Shaheen's, uh, all of Shaheen's info at shaheenmiroinsights.com, and it's also connected up at Blog Talk Radio. So we'll take another um, caller, area code 203. Hello. Hello. 
Hi. Hi, is this me? It's you, it's you. What's your name? (laughs) My name's Pat. Pat? All right, Pat, what's your question for Shaheen, and I will pull three cards for you. Well, since you're the matchmaker, and Mm -hmm. I haven't been in a relationship for over 30 years, I'll ask about that. Because I'm ready for one. You're ready for one. All right. I can. I, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Good. This is a good one. Here we, we go. Shining love. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I've Let's never had that there. question before. <laughs> okay. Now you know my world, Shaheen. <laughs> all right. We've got, yeah, you stepped in there. Okay. We've got the dog, the seer, mm. S-E-E-R, and the letter again. Oh, powerful. So, the first thing that I would say with the dog showing up, the dog is about companionship. And um, one of the things that I would automatically go to with that card showing up is, is really exploring um, what is it that you're looking for in a relationship and um, are there different levels of intimacy for you? You know, I think some people will talk about wanting a relationship and they want it to be a romantic relationship, but really they're looking for more companionship or more of a deeper friendship or more vulnerability. And I know that that might sound, um, could sound really ambiguous, but I think it's a really great thing to explore. And when the dog shows up, it usually indicates that there is someone around you that is offering that companionship and support and a lot of times um, protection as well. So my feeling is to keep an eye on anyone that's already in your life or that comes into your life that maybe um, you wouldn't automatically think, I want a romantic partnership with this person, but, um, but you feel a comfort or a level of companionship with them. Uh, the second card being the seer. The seer is such a beautiful card because uh, she is – the embodiment of the whole Oracle deck. And she's really an indicator of our own inner wisdom, our own intuition. And uh, one of the things that I would say is be really open to exploring, um, like I said, on a very deep level, what is it that you want from a relationship and what are your feelings around that? You know, do you have, have you had any vision or visions or intuitions around the type of person you'd like to bring into your life? or that you see yourself with. Um, one question I would have for you to just contemplate and, and maybe do a journaling about is um, have you ever had any dreams about a partner coming in? And, you know, what were those, like, actual dreams at night when you're sleeping? Um, this seer usually indicates uh, literally seeing, feeling, experiencing something on that spiritual level and drawing it into physical reality. The other thing I would suggest is doing a little bit of um, prayer or ceremony or some type of work to draw those energies in, and we can talk more about that. The last thing that I would say with the letter showing up, the letter, again, is a way, is usually when we're receiving notification, um, written confirmation, and that can come in the form of an actual letter, an email, um, a text message. And so in a very practical way, I would say, how are you actually trying to meet people? Do you have a profile, um, you know, on a dating website? Are you uh, reaching out to friends or, or people that you can confide in and saying, hey, I, I would like to meet someone? Are you, you know, talking to a matchmaker? Those kind of things. Go ahead. Me, go ahead, Pat. Oh, did you oh have sorry. I thought, somebody, I thought somebody was going to say something. No, no. Well, I'll... I'll... <laughs> I can respond to that. As far as the dog, that's my whole life. And, yes, I do want companionship. That's crucial. That's, got, that's a big part of relationship. Um, I do animal portraits, mostly dogs. Um, I've rescued dogs for 25, 30 years. Um, dog relationships are really important to me. Um, I can't live without dogs. So I've been told I've got dog protection. So that, that's big. Um, and um, I just, you know, intuitively, this is the year for me. I'm, I'm ready. I've been without for 30 years, and I'm ready. And, yeah, it's got to be hey, more than life. I, 
I'm sorry, I was go ahead. Say, I was going to say, Shaheen and Pat, I pulled two clarifying cards. I, I pulled the tower and then the man. And and I mm. feel like, I know the tower, it could like it could be somebody at work or something or somebody being with the dog. Um, you know, you're going to meet somebody around this. But also the tr- tower, the traditional tower in tarot is, is things, you know, falling down, things, you know, crumbling down, burning up, right. and then you can rebuild. So is there something that you need to clear? You know, I do energetic clearing and different clearing out um, past. You may, might have a trauma from childhood or fear of something, that's, something happened. That's and, absolutely mm-hmm. true. It's been complete yeah. crumbling, totally, right. totally right. crumbling. Well, and, and the other thing that I really feel with the dog card showing up, and I just want to point out, this is one of the ways that Oracle cards work. Do you see how with that card it was so literal for you? And also there's yeah. a symbolic mm-hmm. meaning in that the dog represents not just companionship with a dog and the work you do with dogs, right. it also represents companionship coming into your life. But one of the questions that I was really feeling, um, and then um, that piece was brought up with things crumbling and falling apart, is what have you been protecting yourself from? Um, it feels like with that idea of companionship, there's a safety in that because you can have sort of people at an arm's length or you can have a little bit of a boundary there, which can be healthy, but it almost feels to me like there's this need to get back out into the world. Yeah, I've been doing... To get doing, back out into um, the world for you. Yeah, major, major healing from PTSD, from childhood trauma. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've rescued the dogs to heal them instead of myself, clearly. You know, mm-hmm. all their yeah. abuse. Yeah, I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I've done tons of therapy and still doing it. And um, I feel that I'm taking a, a turning point in my life as far as the healing. Um, yeah, and, and uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, but the dog is, I, yeah, that is, it's very symbolic. Um, yeah, well, and, and I, guess, I love how that showed up. <laughs> I, I guess know, it feels like you are. I guess oh, I was having been through, it feels like you are. Go I guess ahead. having been through so much abuse, the the companionship is 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 so much more, and that's that's the top. Mm-hmm. That's the top of yeah. the love thing. Yeah, right. You know, yes. honesty, and, and loyalty. It can be scary. Yeah, it can be scary putting yourself in that place because when you put yourself into that vulnerable space with a relationship, you know, it it kind of makes you. It's sort of the difference between practice and theory. When we're working on healing ourselves and we're doing therapy and we're doing all of that introspective work, there's still a level of protection that we have. And then when we put ourselves back out in the world in the scenarios and situations, we kind of feel like, okay, can I, can I really do this? Um, and I feel like you can, and I feel like you're, you're taking that turning point and you're putting yourself yeah. back out into the world. And you know, the other thing I would say, go ahead. Intuitively, I feel because of all the healing and all the work I've done, I'm going to meet someone that's so kind that it's going to be e- easier this time around mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of kindness. Yes. Beautiful. Can I tell you a dog story that I think applies Please. to this? Please. Um, so my mom rescues dogs, and when I was um, about 12 years old, our house burned down, and we rescued wow. a dog afterwards. And uh, we lived with um, my aunt, and we had this little puppy, and he was a boxer massive mix. And he loved going out and playing with the big dogs, and they were all big mastiffs. And his leg was broken. So he had this big cast on his back leg, and he would go bumping up and down the steps. And as he got older and he healed, he knew that we knew that he had that cast on his leg. So every once in a while, he was kind of... (laughs) revert back to his leg being hurt, even though it wasn't. And so when you were talking about doing the healing work and finding, you know, inviting this new person, and I kept thinking, yeah, well, you're healed underneath there, but you got to take the cast off, you know? Yep. It's the healing's happened, but now you have to let yourself be seen. And you might revert back to, you know, some of that old protection, and that's okay, but now you're in a place where you're very conscious and aware of that, and the other thing that I would say, and it came to me as you were talking, I would use um, all of this healing that you've done, all of the awareness that you have, and that very clear desire that you have for companionship 
write all of that out um, in, a, in an actual letter to the person that you want to bring into your life and use that as a way of energetically, spiritually connecting with your future partner. Now, what I would do is read over that throughout, you know, throughout the week or maybe even every night before bed and just say, I know you're out there. I'm ready for you. I'm open okay. to you and I want I want to have you in my life. And then tuck it under your pillow and, and let it work on you from an energetic standpoint. And, okay. You know, mm. April keeps standing out to me, so I don't think it's that far off. Okay. I'd like to say two quick things. One, if you only have time for one, is your website is stunningly beautiful. Stunningly beautiful. I just, and I just sent you. a message to Shaheen on, on um, Instagram saying the same thing. <laughs> wow. Oh, so thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. The other thing is I've wondered often how, you know, people say, you know, there's a purpose that you've, you've been through so much. And I've been like, I don't get it. I don't know how I'm going to help. Well, today someone talked about being homeless, animal communicator, psychic, dog walker, horse, blah, 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 blah. She's homeless again because someone decided after a week of her moving in, she didn't want a roommate, you know, cruelty. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm so ashamed and humiliated to be here once again. And I immediately wrote to her, I've been there. I've been ashamed and humiliated. And stop it right now because that comes from someone being cruel to you. And I thought, wow, this, this is how, this is how I can help. And I just felt, I got it. You know, I got it. Mm-hmm. I you know, love and, that. And, um, and I'm grateful. Card showing up. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was the fear card showing up for you. Oh, okay. Being Thank you. Being able to own those gifts well, and own your experiences. I love that. Well, this, this was lovely, and you both have given me goosebumps and a really, really nice reading. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Pat. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. And be yeah, proud you know of that I... website. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. What were you um, going to say? Yeah, you know, I, I, well, I'm going to say to everybody um, that as a matchmaker uh, and doing this magical work, just know, and the, even this, this, the situation that, you know, the woman was in, we're, we're not victims. We, we tend to put ourselves into that victim mode and things are being done to us and somebody kicked me out and all men are, you know, a-holes or, you know, what I, you know our, yeah. our, where we can go with that. Like we just kind of, when we take back that power that we're not a victim and then we start creating what we want in our lives and know that, yeah, we did come into this life. We pick, that's earth, the earth school is a tough place and we're the warriors who decided to come down in our bodies and take on these, these uh, challenges. And some of it can come from childhood, past life, but because uh, I, I see everybody with some kind of challenge, some kind of pain, some kind of mm-hmm. things that have happened to them, but it's our opportunity to do the work, to grow, and to heal, and then to help yeah. others what you're doing, Pat. And I applaud you. So thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw her. I saw her with such strength to stand up and say, "I need help," and I'm humiliated, embarrassed, and and I thought. That's because I've been there, and all we need to do is say, you're strong for doing it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so I, easy, you know, to, to turn into the victim because that's, what, that's how the world, it's like wolves going after people. It's it so is. easy to, yeah. to feel like yeah. that. So the we, live in a, we live in a hard world. Yeah, you we know, do. I wanna, I, you were talking about that, and I just watched this movie called Brittany Runs a Marathon. And uh, if you mm-hmm. haven't heard of it or seen it, it is amazing. Um, it's a comedy, but it's also, it's basically about this woman who decides she's going to take ownership of her life and stop being a victim. And she pushes through all of her challenges. And one of the big moments in the movie is when she finally realizes that it's not weak. It's not a weakness to ask for help. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, I'm telling you, when I tell you this movie made me laugh and cry, like, I mean, that was all sincerity. So go watch it. I think it's empowering for everybody. And it's very much very much about what you were just talking about. So, yeah, it made me think of that. That's great. All Thank right. Thanks so, so much. This was I'm wonderful. I'm going to fit in and another healing. call. Thank you. Okay. Area code Hello. 512. Hello. Hello. Hi, ma'am. I, I listened to you up before. My name's Melissa, and I'm so glad I got in. Um, I is feels like Valentine actually, you know, you know, So I'm speaking to this gentleman, and um, I'm and I'm trying to do little things that will say, wow, she did that. Wow, she did that. 
um, am I am I on the right path of getting his uh, attention? Shaheen, did you get that? I feel like it's it's not clear the line. Did you hear what she Melissa said with her question? Yeah, can can you um can you tell us your question again? I I know you asked if it's you're on the right static. path of getting this gentleman's attention. Yes, uh, my question is, uh, do you do you see this gentleman that that we're kind of? Let's figure out a way to make some money. I don't know. Think about it. I can hear. Oh. Hello. Hello. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take another another call. I'm sorry that was not working. Okay, hello, area code eight six zero. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. Great. What's your name? Melina. Nina. Melina. 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 Hi. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I just have been very anxious, like, about career or where I should go. Like, right now I'm, like, trying to enroll in classes, and I don't know if I should tell you which classes specifically or, um, well, sorry. Yes. Are you, are, so are you struggling with what you should take in, in school, or are you feeling like you don't know if school is the right option or if there's another path for you to pursue your career. Exactly. Cause initially I was taking classes to pursue, to be, I was thinking of becoming like physician assistant, but now I'm thinking more towards clinical psychology and I'm just mm. trying to not waste time. Cause I feel like lately I've been just wasting time, maybe taking classes with me. I shouldn't have taken Right. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you the the cards I picked uh, is the seer, the anchor, Mm -hmm. and the whip. Mm. And the whip. Okay, so because my first feeling was when you you kind of started talking a little bit about your situation was that you weren't feeling really, um, I don't know if confidence or whatever, but you weren't feeling really clear about where you're putting your energy and your, your attention regarding your career. It's almost like you were sort of questioning that a little bit. And um, with the fear showing up, my first, my initial feeling is that you need to trust where you want to go with your career and not uh, looking at what seems reasonable or responsible or viable. I think so often we forsake our true calling or our true sense of direction, especially when it comes to career, because we don't feel like it makes logical sense. And, um, you know, you really have to ask yourself you, when you are going down any path, especially with career, you have to ask yourself, you know, do I want to go down the path of uh, following what feels rewarding and fulfilling to me? Or do I want to go down the path of, you know, what seems pretty easy to do? And those can be two very different directions. And I ultimately feel like you're meant to be in the world of working with people in, in a very um, deep and intuitive way, much like the two of us are doing here. Um, so I think working uh, in psychology would be wonderful for you, um, but doing something that really pulls out those inner, uh, those inner spaces from people and helps them understand and work with them. And that might be in a one-on-one setting, and it might be in other ways that clinical psychology or other forms of psychology could come into play. Um, the other card, tell me the card, the second card again. Uh, the anchor. The anchor. And the anchor card often will come up when we are, when we're looking at uh, work and career. And I always think of the anchor as being this sort of temporary root system. You know, it's saying to us, we have to stop where we are right now, drop down the anchor and take in the the insight and the information and the wisdom of this present experience, but it's not where we're going to be forever. You know, much like when you're on a ship going on a voyage, if you're not really aware of your surroundings at any given moment in time, you're going to get lost at sea. You're going to get caught in the storm. You're going to go in a direction that ultimately isn't leading you to where you would like to go. So there's always this need for a sacred pause and for re, 
configuring, you know, your, your coordinates and understanding where you're at in this moment. So I feel like if you're already enrolled in classes and you're, you're already starting that process, it's okay to take those classes. But after you finish, you know, this semester or this quarter or, or this current um, curriculum, I would stop for a moment and say, okay, is this leading me in a direction that feels right? Not, is this all matching up for a specific major, you know, in the eyes of the university, um, but is this leading me in a direction that feels nourishing, that feels like it's pulling at a thread that's going to lead me deeper? Um, because I feel like with that anchor system, it's important for you to acknowledge that you're not in the wrong place, but you need to take in where you're at right now. And then that third card is the whip card. Um, the whip is an is a interesting card because it's not a negative card and it's not a positive card, but it's a card that talks about uh, repetition. It talks about um, the habitual things that we do and how those can lead to challenges and blocks. So can I ask you, has this, uh, this um, uncertainty around what you want to do, is this um, a theme for you? Is this something that you've dealt with, a challenge you've dealt with for a long time? I mean, I, I think so because I think since I started going to college, which was back in 2010, I would sit to take classes and and I would just tell myself, well, I'll figure it out after. I'll figure it out after. And then I never do. <laughs> or I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure this out and like, take a break, but I don't because I feel my – this is just me. Like when I feel like when I take a break, I feel I'm failing or I feel I'm not, mm. I, I'm not being productive enough. And, and I've seen patterns where I overdo it and it hurts me, mm. um, I guess, emotionally or um, I overwhelm myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have a, know, I have a couple. You know oh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you, Shaheen. Are you getting it all? That I. I feel like she. You're not. Um, you don't know. You're. You're not dropping down into your passion. So it's not like any of these options that you're studying. It's. You're not really passionate about. It, excited to do them. It's more of a well, duty to get. Right. What do you think? Yeah. And well, what I was going to ask you is uh, two questions. Who are you going to school for? And who do you feel like you're failing when you're taking that break? Is it you? Is it the expectation that's on you? Is it uh, somebody specific in your life? And I think that that gets down to kind of what you're talking about, you know, thinking into your passion. And, um, and I actually would even step away from the word passion because I think that can add a lot of pressure to people and just say, you know, lean into your curiosity. Are you taking classes because you feel curious about them and it feels like that's going in the direction of what you might want to do with your life from a career standpoint? Or are you taking them out of a sense of duty with the intention of I need to complete this so that I can work toward this degree so that I can have this degree so that I can figure out what I need to do to work, you know, to have a career? Um, it's really a big subject. Um, and what I would say to you is I don't feel like you're on the wrong path by wanting to get, uh, get a degree or wanting to pursue an education piece with your career, but I do feel like this whole year is going to be about you defining why you're going to school, why you want to take classes, and how that leads you in a direction in your whole life that really supports you in understanding yourself better and feeling like you are on purpose not the not not doing things for other people and a sense of duty or expectation um you know this year uh numerologically is a number four as uh as we were talking about in the very very beginning of the show and from a tarot standpoint this is the tarot uh, year of the emperor which is all about asserting ourselves it's all about um finding how we want to show up in the world, how we want to lead, and uh, what we want to do with our, with our lives and being very clear about our plan and our strategy. And again, you can't find uh, that really strategic way of going into the future or have a strategy and next steps if you don't look at exactly where you are right now. 
So one thing I want you to leave from this conversation with and, and one piece I want you to take from this reading is looking at what you really feel curious about and maybe even asking yourself, what are some of the areas of interest that you never thought were legitimate enough to be a career, but there are things that you really feel called and connected to. And I think that's going to give you a lot of direction. Okay. Beautiful. I hope that helps. No, yes, yes, no, no, that helps. It's just I have so much things to do to think about now. <laughs> I'm just um, yes, and you can always just, you can always no. book a private session with Shaheen too at his website Shaheen Insights. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely um, Shaheen, consider ShaheenMiroInsights.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All thank right, you. Shaheen, okay. we're coming. We're wrap, we're wrapping this up, and I just thank you so much for popping in and sharing your wisdom, your cards, your readings. And um, anything, uh, parting words that you want to say to people about 2020 and tapping into their intuition? Well, as I was saying before, you know, this is the year of the emperor. And what I feel for people that is so important about uh, this energy is that it's an invitation to really show up and um, and be a change maker and take action out in the world. We're coming from a, an empress year which is much more of an introspective, um, organic, inward type of energy to this more active external energy. And so as you go into 2020, really lean into how do you want to show up? How do you want to lead? How do you want to use your sense of power and authority? Um, And those might be tricky words for people, but they're things to really Mm -hmm. contemplate and meditate on. Um, And really know that intuition and logic can work hand in hand. It's not one or the other. Intuition is really the uh, propelling force for all action and uh, the way that we move through the world. So lean into that and and include your intuition in the conversations that you have with yourself about your goals and your plans and the things that you would like to to create and execute in your life. So that's Mm -hmm. my, that's my uh, advice, my pep talk for 2020. Oh, beautiful. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And if you're loving my podcast, please go and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. It will greatly help other people find the show. Uh, Go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com, and get your free self-love guided meditation. And if you want my love reading, that's on my, um, for all of you singles, it's on my site. And, of course, check out Shaheen's beautiful website, ShaheenMiroInsights.com, his book, Tarot for Troubled Times and get the Lunar Oracle if you want to start playing with um, your own intuition um, in a fun and simple, um, beautiful way. All right, thanks, Shaheen, and uh, much love, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for having me.